Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Alan Drummond. Hi, Sean. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Derek's away. Where is he? He's in Tomogamy camping with his family. Tent camping? Yeah. Or RV they're camping? all No, tent. They're all hopped in the canoe and paddled down Lady Evelyn, I guess, and nice. are having some fun. I wonder, ah. if they, I wonder if they saw John. John Babulik. He was out there. I think he was out there this week. He posted a neat uh, video on Instagram where he's got that motorized canoe flying down the river, or the lake at like 30K an hour. Did he go out of Tomogamy or mow it? No idea. Because if he went out of Tomogamy, they wouldn't have seen him. No, he showed me, because I visited his place a couple weeks ago, and he showed me there's a landing. He didn't go from the village. He went from, um, I'm saying um while I look it up here. The There's like a big arm just before the village that sticks way out. So if you put in from the village. Okay, you know, so like he's a, a south end. Sure. Yeah, no, Derek and them were going in through the north side. Northern. Northerner. So. <laughs> Whatever the word would be. Right. A bit farther north than that. Gotcha. Uh, out through Moat Landing. So chances are they didn't see him. He's putting in at the Tomo- He usually said, he showed me that he puts in at the Tomogamy Access uh, Road Boat Landing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he would have seen him, but uh, we'll have to find out. Well, that's cool. I'm sure yeah. they'll have a good time. You know what? They He's been him and Han about taking the family there and somewhere other than Algonquin and whatnot. So. Are they doing any portages? Uh, I don't think so. Did you notice how not I said, did you notice no, how I I said that there? I noticed how I just ignored it. Channeling a little Jean Van Berger. <laughs> <laughs> notice how I just ignored it. Um, no, I think I think they're they're probably camping on nice. uh, the lake, but then maybe doing some day trips and stuff with some portages. And John was trying when I was at John's um, Babolks the other day, a couple weeks ago. He was trying to sell me on doing a sea kayak trip up there. So now I'm intrigued because. I've never really looked at Tomogany to do that. And yeah, it's a, oh, that'd be a great massive lake to go. lake. So it's yeah. like, yeah, you don't portage. So. No, you don't have to. Yeah. So. Uh, Trace and I are up there at the beginning of September. Right. And there's only a few portages that we're doing. Well, there's a lot of big water and smaller lakes and little rivers and stuff that right. you can sort of get around with uh, um, some minor portaging, but you don't have to do major portage trips yeah so we'll so, see what happens with that but yeah well have i'm to, sure that'll be good they just one week yeah 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 so he'll be back next week to tell us all about it cool uh are they, keep, are they keeping their clothes on not my not he, my. he he got pretty defensive on the next episode after i was here last <laughs> i wasn't at a nudist resort in <laughs> fact proof that derek listens to this episode sometimes whenever he's not on the episode he listens to it <laughs> there's some message but yeah the next i'm day, not at a nudist resort we got that message pretty quick we certainly did yeah, you're right up at the crack of dawn to listen to what we said I'm not at a nudist colony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're objecting pretty strongly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I got my, we talked about it, the, the solar chargers. I got one of the big blues, right. tested it, works. You forgot to plug it in. I saw the picture you posted. <laughs> it wasn't plugged in. <laughs> Where did I plug this in in the back <laughs> entry? wire sticking out the right-hand <laughs> side of it. it oh. I guess that, that device where you plug a device into or yeah. something or yeah. link, link them up or something. But yeah. It just looked like it should have been plugged in. You didn't plug that bad boy in. <laughs> uh, the other thing I finally bought after. Have you tried it? The the charger? Yeah. Yeah. So you charged it. I, I, I you, you set it out in the sun. Right. You plug your device right. into it. And your device charges. Okay. My device charged. 
Okay. So I folded it up. Is there any, like, meters or lights on the thing that shows you how much charge is left in it after you... Just on your your device. Okay. Like, all my devices have level meters. Right. So, you know, like, 25, 50, 75% sort of thing. No, but... but you my, don't know how much charge is no. left in it. No, because it's not a bank. No, 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 it's, it's not a bank. It's a charger, so you have to put it out in the sun connected to your device. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. okay. But there is, I believe, a little thingy that you can get through that shows right. how much is going through. No, I don't care about that. I was but, thinking it's like it was a, a battery bank, but it's not. You could, ho- no. you could hook it up to a battery bank to charge the battery right. bank to charge your device. But Yeah, like this okay. jobby jobby here. Um which, you know, everybody what, did, can what, see. what were those two words you just used? Jobby jobby. Okay. So do you want to know what a, a slang vernacular in Scotland is for going poop? Jobby jobby? Jobby. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, All my young years, I wasn't going poop. I wasn't taking a shit. I was going jobby. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I know, but hooky. So you like just said shit shit. Poop poop. <laughs> You can tell Alan's on the radio. <laughs> hey, you know, I listened to the second episode because John Van Berger uh, cut the James Raffin uh, episode into two on his. Yeah. James Raffin's, uh, yeah, he, he threw, he had a, couple he had a, words he threw a couple potties out there. Yeah. So I'm in good standing. You know, I know John, if John Van Berger's not doing a family friendly radio show, we don't have to anymore. I can't believe we taught him better. <laughs> you certainly <laughs> teach them better. We, we teached him better. Because he's hooked on phonics. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So you just plug it in and you use the, the meters that are on whatever your yeah, yeah, gadgets yeah, are, right? Of, yeah, cool. The other thing I bought, which I should have bought like years ago and just been playing Russian roulette all those years and winning. I bought a Pelican case. Right. A hard case for camera gear. To keeping your Pelicans in? To keep my Pelicans yeah, in. Fold them up and put it. I got to send Ted Baird a message. Why? He posted an, his the first episode of uh, him and Jim doing their Seal River trip. Right. And there was pelicans. I'm sure that was the one I saw it in. Pelicans? Pelicans. Freshwater pelicans. In northern, Manitoba. northern Canada? Manitoba. Okay. Before we drove out west a few Didn't years back. Thing existed. Yeah. Uh, we were sitting around my wife's family's table for dinner, Sunday dinner. And I said, yeah, I can't wait to get out to Alberta and Saskatchewan and see pelicans. And everybody looked at me like I had three heads. So, I, nor- so they looked at you like normal then? Uh, yeah. I had No, usually they look at me like I have two heads, not three. So Okay. So when I Google Manitoba freshwater pelican, the very first thing comes up is Manitoba is a romantic hotspot for pelicans. See? <laughs> Tons of them. That's like their okay. mating grounds or All something. Right. Okay. But no one believed me, so I had to Google it right. and show it to them. Did you show them the romantic hotspots thing? No, no, <laughs> I didn't show them. Around. I just thought I'd leave that part. No out pelican porn? There was no pelican porn. But when we got out there and we're sitting looking at the river, and all of a sudden there's a pelican lands right That's like awesome. 20 feet from us, this pelican lands. And all I'm doing is I'm looking at everybody. that in so I'm, hard. I am rubbing that into this day. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the time we were out there in those pelicans? <laughs> Manitoba holds half of Canada's nesting American white pelicans mm-hmm. and one third of the global breeding population. Holy cow. See? See? I know stuff. You done do. I, I drink beer and know things. It's what I do. 
Anyway, so I finally picked cool. up a Pelican case. Right. Oh. <laughs> you <laughs> Segway. So, yeah, you take it far left, buddy, yeah, yeah, and I yeah, bring yeah. it right back yeah. to the middle. And, uh, yeah, I should have had one of these years ago, but I just I just bought one for the GoPros, the DSLR, right. the solar panel, and everything, cutting it all in the foam to fit. So we'll see how that goes when we go to Tomogamy next month. Make but, a while. I've had, I've had I have several. I've never had one. All different sizes um, yeah. from little, small, little, I don't know, how do they size them in liters or? Oh, they got like, this is a 1500. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they just put their whatever. wonky number. Yeah. The smaller the number, the smaller I've the got, case. Uh, yeah. I've got some that like hold like my wallet and my keys Yeah, right up to, yeah, my biggest one Body. holds my DSLR, a couple of rolls of film because that's how old my DSLR is. <laughs> 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 and it holds... Uh, one of my zoom lenses so it's about half the size of yours yeah i see everybody that's like, oh yeah i put all this in my pelican case and you see pelican cases mm-hmm. in there and there are all their gear and everything i said you know what if we're going to mogami you know what yeah. maybe it's time considering apparently the last year i've been on nothing but a let's buy new gear kick apparently apparently i just got more new gear coming up the wazoo you know Wazoo, is there anything You're Scottish You're saying that like that? there's something wrong with that, but there's really not. No, you know what? I'm one of those guys that I'll buy something, and then like 15 years from now, I should replace this with something more up-to-date and newer. Yeah, well. You know, just because that, there's that, that, that big That means you're buying or, the good stuff that yeah, lasts a long yeah. time, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I bought that out and uh, just got cool. delivered, and yeah. What about you? What you been up to lately? I'm doing some paddling. Um, not a whole lot. I've been sticking close to home because I got a tooth issue going on. Um, so today is Thursday mm-hmm. when the episode drops. But actually, we're recording this on Monday. But usually, we would record on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. But we're doing it Monday because tomorrow I get to have a root canal. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so Couldn't it happen to two weeks. Guy. Two weeks ago, I had crazy, crazy pain. And I wasn't sure if it was a migraine or tooth pain. Went to the dentist and, yeah, it was... Had a cracked tooth, fell out the next day. Horrible for the next couple of days. And then the pain just kind of disappeared. So just kind of been sitting, waiting for pain, but it never comes. But, uh, yeah, so I get that dealt with tomorrow. Um, so once my paddle's been close to home, um, paddled with uh, Marissa, Marissa Delatalis, a longtime friend who's also now one of John's co-hosts on his yep. uh, podcast. Uh, we went for a beautiful paddle around the Toronto Islands a couple of weeks ago. She's big into the uh, SUP yoga, is she not? Yep, yep. Yeah. Stand-up paddleboard. Um, she's an instructor. Um, she has the yoga stuff. Uh, she's up in Meaford there. Um, uh, peak Shore to Peak? Peak to Shore? Peak to Shore? Shore to Peak? Marissa Peak? Peak to Shore is her, her <laughs> company name. Um, anyway. Let's well, see uh, if we can't just tag that in like this week's that, yeah, notes, yeah. right? Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've known her and her husband for a long time. So she was in town for an event, um, and we had a few hours to go paddling. So we, uh, went along Tor- Toronto waterfront and around the Toronto islands and had a great day. And then, uh, last night I was out paddling around, um, if anybody's ever driven from Toronto to Niagara Falls, they'll pass a big old abandoned, um, Oh, the ship. It's a big old, it looks like a pirate ship, but it's a big, one of the last Great Lakes cargo schooners, I think it was steam at one point maybe i forget there's some history behind it anyway but it's been sitting for like the last 20 years in this marina and it's derelict and had a fire at one point and it sank and anyway it's called the pirate ship in niagara so we went out there last night with a few friends for uh kind of a sunset paddle and 
and that and had some fun doing that and just a couple other uh paddles um i've been back to work um luckily there's some canadians traveling so i've been able to do some of the uh the niagara tours again i've been out uh three times in the past couple of weeks with some uh guests from the east coast and central canada got another uh, trip coming up uh this week um wednesday right after my root canal so that'll be fun and uh yeah so it's uh met some great people as always um newer canadians i don't think anybody's been here less than three years um guy from russia lady from south korea um two separate people on the same trip but not together from nigeria in the last couple of years both of them now in alberta one in calgary and edmonton um, a couple others, a couple others come up this week. So, so it's awesome to uh, kind of get my feet wet again and get back to work a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, as I mentioned uh, off the top here, I went out to uh, Guelph to visit uh, Jamba Bullock. Um, he had ordered something off of me of a Kingdom Outdoor product, so I uh, hadn't been to his shop before. So I thought I'd take the opportunity and go to his shop and see where all the magic with backcountry custom canoes is made and um it's kind of a neat little shop there um, oh yeah just this garage and um it's got an extension on the garage and big yard in the back and that where he makes them all and uh yeah it's uh, pretty neat and while i was there he got a phone call from our good buddy Stephen coots all right from our uh back in our uh when we were professional polers <laughs> Pole, pole, pole paddlers. Pole paddlers. Not to not, not to be confused with when we were professional pole dancers. Um, and anyway, so he had had a, a clinic out that day, and um, I guess just whatever route they were taking, they were taking it right by John's place, which is literally 100 meters down the road at the river. And he asked him, can we put the canoes in your front yard while we hike back and get our cars? So John's like, yeah, of course you can. So Somebody um, was on that. Yeah, so we went down there. Course. So we went down there. We went down. We're walking up the pathway of the river. John's in front of me, and there's a group of four, five of them. One, two, three, four, five of them up ahead. And um, I didn't even recognize them at first. And I know John said something funny. Stephen said something funny back. Then I said something funny. And then our friend Virgil <laughs> is like, "What the hell? How the hell are you doing here?" He thinks I'm stalking him or something, but. You keep popping up wherever he is. Or was he popping up where I was? Uh, right? I don't know. Somebody, maybe. I didn't know he was supposed to be there. John Brower was supposed to be there. John Brower was supposed to be there, but he, he, he could only do half the day. He had another engagement he had to run off home to. Um, and I did, I, I remember talking to John several weeks ago about him doing that. I just didn't have a clue what date it was. Right. Um, right. And then I didn't know Virgil was going, but Virgil ended up being there, so that was pretty funny. Um, speaking of John Brower, today's a year to the day since we limbo paddled up Lim- uh, oh, Duffins, up, uh, Duffins Creek. Creek when we yeah. three of us went up in the kayaks um, last year. Yeah, that um, was a good time. That tree we had a limbo under is gone. Yeah, somebody yeah. removed it or cut it or something this yeah. year when you went up, right? So, so yeah, so it was neat to visit John and bump into Virgil and Stephen and a couple other uh, canoe uh, enthusiasts. So You get around. Yeah, you know. What are you going to do? It's better than sitting at home in front of the TV. Yeah, not a lot of that. Yeah. I, I go home, I put CP24 on. That's pretty much where it stays because there's bugger all on right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you start getting into the Netflix. and I don't watch a ton there's of TV. There's nothing on that shit right now. Oh, man, you just keep flipping, flipping, and it's, oh, right. brand new. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. The <laughs> only show I look forward to watching right now is the one I talked about last time we were here, but the hot ones with the chicken wings. Oh, uh, right. then, uh, Elijah Wood was on. It, yeah, that's the last one that was on on yeah. the weekend, Elijah Wood. And he Wood. ate, was it Iris Sauron hot wing sauce? He what? 
It was Eye of Sauron, hot wing sauce. Okay, I don't remember that part. But. Yeah, something to do with Mordor and the Eye yeah. of Sauron and right, hot sauce, right, 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 Mordor hot sauce, this whole like Lord that. of the Rings stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, Lord so of that, the Rings. Uh, that's stuff. about the only entertaining. I'm not even looking at Sean right now because I know I'm getting fire in the eyes when I just said, <laughs> like, for some reason I, like, Lord of the said Rings something wrong with stuff. that. Two um, things in this house you don't joke about. Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, buddy. <laughs> so a number of years ago, Sean and I went to Wisconsin and we shared a hotel room together and I come out of the bathroom and Sean is wearing what would normally be worn by a five-year-old, a pair of Star Wars pajamas. If you can I'm going to look at that picture and I'm going to post it on the Par Facebook page. If you can find a five-year-old that's six feet tall, buddy. With a beard. <laughs> they were a Christmas gift, I must say. Right. So, should we go through my Star Wars comics? No. <laughs> no. You're a trekker, aren't you? No, not at all. No? I, no. I'll watch Star Wars before I watch Trek. Really? But I was like... I watch I watched the it. original three Star Wars. Or there were four? Three. Three. Or whatever they're called the now. Whatever six. number they are now. 11, 12, and 13 or whatever the hell. <laughs> but all that new stuff. And I never got into it. I've, I've never been into sci-fi or fantasy or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I grew up with that stuff. So yeah. it's all good. I could watch both. Really care less about all the arguments that go on. I do it more just to stir the pot than yeah. anything. No, it's all fun. <laughs> it's all whatever. Like, if you're into that, you're into it. If not, yeah. you're not. I just got all confused by all the numbering in it. It's like, bugger off. Yeah, because he, he, wrote, he wrote it and then just didn't film it in the right order. Right. Maybe he had something wrong with him at the time. They were all doing weed back then. <laughs> well, I told you. I think I told you about. So there was a Canadian. Okay, I don't want to mention any names, but there was a very popular um, puppet maker back in the day mm-hmm. and they did one puppets the green guy yeah and then there was another canadian based puppet show as well on the mm-hmm. cbc so anyway i know somebody whose partner worked on that show and not one episode of that show was done sober <laughs> they were the they were either high as kites this all through the late 70s and to the mid 80s i guess um. Yeah, they're all either high the kite or drunk or both or whatever. Well, when so. you can understand a talking dog, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense. So, anyway, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing yeah, else. So that's what I've been. That's what. What have you been up to? to? That was it. Just buying stuff. And you went to the whales. Oh, we went to the whale exhibit the at whales. the uh, Royal Ontario Museum. That was pretty cool. And you went to a restaurant where you had to cook your own food. And then we went to a Japanese barbecue place where right. you. They have this grill in the middle of the table and you, or it's all you can eat. So you get this menu and you order the different meats you want. Okay. So they bring it to you and they're, they're not big portions, right? And they bring you these little slices of meat and and vegetables and you put them on this grill and cook them and eat them with rice and. Interesting. Yeah. It was pretty good. Mind you, you're pretty much. Okay. Correction. Mind you, I'm pretty much eating nothing but meat. (laughs) (laughs) And grilled pineapple. I don't know how people like you don't get scurvy. Oh. Well, no, I'll eat the fruits. I'm just okay. not a vegetable fan. Okay. I'm a meatitarian, a fruititarian. I'm not a vegetarian. Right. Okay. So, oh, and I'm a cookieitarian, chocolate cakeitarian, yeah. Ice creamitarian. <laughs> Ice creamitarian. Beeritarian. Ooh, a beeritarian. That sounds pretty good. Oh, speaking of beer, what are we drinking tonight? Oh, I don't know. Compliments Derek. of Derek. Derek. Derek's beer chest. 
Hefeweizen Wonderweiss. From Magnata Brewery. It's a, what did I see, a wheat beer? Wonderweiss is an authentic Bavarian-style wheat beer, unfiltered and naturally hazy, chock full of banana, clove, and lemon aromas, and it was brewed with Magnata Estate hops. And tasted like honey. Yeah, it had some honey notes to it for sure. I didn't get any of the banana, clover, lemon, ar- lemon aromas. Nope. Um, it was definitely a wheat beer. It was definitely hazy. And I'm glad it was cold and free. Yeah. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, Derek. Hope you're enjoying your trip. The nudist colony. <laughs> uh, let's get into something here because I asked you to do the show this week. Cool. And you said, yeah, what are you talking about? And I said, well, you've got homework. I did have homework. Five places to kayak. Derek and I did something like this a while back with our canoes. If you could go anywhere in the world, uh, time, money, no options, pick five places. Everybody remembers Banks Island, Sean. You've talked about it 7,000 times. But that's not on my list. That was on your list before. Back then. I think it was on Derek's list too, wasn't it? Uh, Well, on my list, list, I went down through South America as well. He hung around North America because apparently... He's not allowed to leave the country. <laughs> I don't know what the deal was there, but mm. yeah, my my list went down through uh, Central South America right. and over in Europe. Right, right, right. So um, this time, uh, do you want to go first, or shall I go first? Well, why don't you, why don't you do one? I'll do one. You do one. I'll do one. Alrighty, my first spot. And the thing is, Derek's actually talked about this place many times. Well, he's probably paddled there. He's paddled there. Yeah. So the west coast of Canada, Johnson Strait. Between so, have, so have I. Vancouver Island and the mainland British Columbia. Uh, it's home to a pot of orcas. And then there's the Broughton Archipelago. Ar- Why can I never say that word? Archipelago. 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 Archipelago you know what the Park. Toronto Islands are? Uh, an island. No, is well, there's 13 it, of them. Is it an archipelago? It's an is there archipelago. 13 of them? What? There's, There's 13, 13 different Toronto Islands, yeah. I got to look at a map and never, I, I've never actually, yeah. I just see a big blob yeah. on the map. 13 of them. They're on 13, right. 13 named. I think there might be one or two unnamed. I don't know, but 13 named. I'll have to take a peek. Yeah. Well, the, the Broughton Archipelago Provincial Park, there's dozens of small islands, various marine um, animals, harbor seals, sea lions, orcas, sea otters, and harbor porpoises. I was not aware there was porpoises. They say there are. Okay. I'll believe them. But yeah, the west coast of Canada, that'd be a pretty cool place to Yeah, I've only done it just once. To get out that way. Just off Nanaimo. Um, circumnavigated a little island off Nanaimo. Um, yeah, it was great. Like I, I saw otters, I saw a seal, um, the uh, starfish. Starfish? Yep. Yeah. Um, some other colorful things clinging to rocks just under the surface, freshwater mussels, or saltwater mussels, correct clams. Um, yeah, it was, it was spectacular. I'd love to get out and do more of it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so that's one of the places I'd like to uh, go kayaking, that's for sure. Awesome. Yeah, because Derek was stationed out there for a while. Yeah. And that's where he kind of wet his whistle with, in kayaking and that back in the day. Yeah, and then he gave it up and went canoeing when he moved out this way. Right. Which so. brought him back to the roots from all in over New Brunswick and all that crap, I guess. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Derek, so complicated. <laughs> He's not here. We're just going to rib him all night. <laughs> well, they'll be listening to it either at Tomogamy or on the drive home. On the- right? <laughs> <laughs> I am not at a nudist colony. 
I can hear Stella in the backseat now. Daddy, what's the what's nudist, nudist colony? colony? Ask your mom. <laughs> We're both getting divorced from Siobhan now. <laughs> Derek is no longer allowed to come over and no, record with us. No. <laughs> uh, so that's my, my first one. I'd like to go kayaking West Coast Canada. Cool. What's your first? Uh, the British Isles. Um, again, someplace I've uh, paddled before. I've paddled uh, the North Sea, just right near Edinburgh. Um, but um, there's so much all around the British Isles to paddle. Um, you know, you get the, the wild west coast of um, Ireland, the Irish Sea, the uh, areas around Anglesey, um, tidal races. Um, there's a, a, several chains of uh, coastal islands off the coast of Scotland, the Orkneys, the Shetlands, um, down off the south uh, southwest tail of um, England, the Scillies, uh, S-C-I-L-O-Y-S. Um, there's all sorts of canal systems all through Scotland and England. Um, and love to paddle past Westminster and downtown London, you know. That'd be cool. Bring it all urban, you know, right, through uh, on the Thames, under Tower Bridge and all that. Um, what about that aqueduct? Oh, the aqueduct in Wales. Yeah, we talked about that too. It's, uh, I've seen a lot of pictures of that. Tons last of pictures. Year. Yeah, there's. Uh, I'm not sure what the rules are. I don't think you can just like show up and do it. I think they have special days where you can do it on really? like, paddlecraft and that. I think so because the canal boats, right? Because it's part of a bigger canal, so. Hmm. I think I remember hearing about that somewhere, and don't even try to ask me what the name of that aqueduct is because it's like a Welsh word that's like it's got fifty-seven letters. Unless you're unless you're Welsh, it's like how do the G H F Y and a P go together? Like and say yeah, but but right, <laughs> you know, worse than the English language. Um, anyway, yeah, there's just such a variety of different places to paddle out there, and it is my homeland, my birthland, so. And the, the kind of the birthplace of modern sea kayaking. So that's one of those places that you could go and do, like, set up a sort of an HQ at this section of the country right. and just hit all these spots. Well, yeah, you're never more then, than 60, 70 miles from saltwater in the UK. Yeah. Something like that. So even if you're in the dead center of the widest part of southern England, you're never more than essentially an hour, hour and a half to the coast. Yeah. So you can hit so, a lot yeah. of spots on a good good trip yeah. out that way. So, so awesome. that, that, that's, uh, that's my number one. Um, and speaking of the birthplace of modern sea kayaking, oh, no, number three is uh, – well, let's go to your number three, which is the birthplace of actual kayaking. Greenland. Whoa. There he goes. Uh, I'm looking at Peterman Glacier. Cool. So Blue River, when the weather warms up, the glacier starts melting and forms these turquoise blue water rivers that you can paddle. That's pretty cool. On a glacier. Have you ever seen you can do that in Canada? Well, you, yeah, you British Columbia. Yeah, British my Columbia, my buddy Jamie that. Sharp, he works for a guiding service and they do hella guiding and they bring yeah. uh, people up in the inflatable stand up paddle boards. I think me and Sean just literally played footsies across <laughs> the table just now. I think it totally <laughs> creeped us both out. There, there was no eye contact. <laughs> no eye contact. I stretched my legs out. It touched something fuzzy or furry, and I pulled that back pretty quick. I looked to see if it was one of the cats. <laughs> I didn't even see. No I didn't cat. even see HR when I came in. Where are they? Oh, they were upstairs somewhere. Anyway, back to your green. Uh, so yeah, um, no, we actually talked about the guys that did that. The hello, po- the hello yeah. um, uh, paddling and taking the stand up paddle boards yeah, and you cool. go out there for a little meal and a paddle and and cool but you look at these like blue 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 yeah. water and you're on top of the glacier and that's paddling and stuff pretty and, phenomenal and like you say when you you're up there in greenland doing it yep. that's pretty cool so yeah. 
that's that's my my second one. All right, my number two is the trip you and uh, our buddy Scott did a couple and years I ago. I think by I canoe. would join you on this. You're not invited. Um, Moose River. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead of you. When are you going next week? I'm already on my way. Moose, uh, Moose River, Moose River Crossing to. Um, you guys get to to to, um, to Moose and me. I'm yeah. going to go another 18 kilometers um, to the mouth of James Bay. Yeah, I've been up to James Bay on motorboat several times, but never by paddlecraft. So, um, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, probably have to do it earlier in summer. You guys did in October, and you kind of scrubbed the bottom quite a number of times at the early days. Uh, well, especially the one with the big uh, the big rapids that are right. along the route. And then uh, there the, was a couple near where of one of the other rivers. Yeah, converges. there was a couple of spots where mm-hmm. everything starts to to get low when you do right. end up having a walk or skirt or yeah. while well, we did some canoe polling while we were there. And, um, but yeah, when you get closer, well, then we got up there and we get hit by that, those massive storms. Yeah, so that's sort of, of but no, you know what? I would, I would be interested yeah, in doing a, a late June, early July. Yeah. You're going to sacrifice high water for bugs, but whatever. Uh, won't be the first or last. We've yeah. both been up there that time of year anyway. Yeah. Well, we've both lived we up We both there, lived so. up in Moosonee, so yeah. it's, it'd yeah. be like a giant homecoming. Yeah, well, I've, I've been anxious to go back, and my buddy Peter, who's now in, where's he, New Liskard, he keeps, like, a couple a number of years ago, like, we kind of had a tentative date to do, essentially, a canoe trip in um, early summer, and just it always fell through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it'd be absolutely awesome to get back up there, so. Awesome. Okay, so what's your number two since we already did your number three? My number two would be, I would do, but I got a long uh, ways to get a lot more paddling, kayaking experience before I hit this one. Antarctica. So, yes and no to your question. So <laughs> My j- question? <laughs> well, your, your, your point about you need a lot more kayaking experience. Yeah. No, you don't. You've got... To, so... You're probably going to go on one of the big ships. You're going to go with the tour. They don't go out unless it's very safe. You've got professional guys with them. My friends James and Dimna, they've been up yeah. there two or three times now um, from Ontario Sea Kayak Center. You know, they're out in their, their solo boats. Most guests are in tandems. Oh, yeah? And then there's a Zodiac along with you as well. In case things go sideways, they're already piles into the Zodiac, and the Zodiac tows the kayaks back to the boat. So, yeah, you just ruined so it for me. Yeah, you don't need a lot off. of experience. But there, there was a documentary, not last year with the Real Padding Film Festival, the time before where the, the, the people went down. I think they spent about 10 days mm-hmm. in Antarctica. Well, there is different tours you yeah. can do, and they do require more experience on some of these ones where yeah. you're spending nights out, you know, paddling, camping, paddling, camping. Yeah. So... Um, Certainly be cool to do, but that would be really. I and mean, you see the photos, yeah. and they're just breathtaking. And you know, there there's the mountains, the icebergs, the sea ice, the wildlife, and penguins. Need I say more? <laughs> penguins. He's got that written on his little shit. I know. Eh? Penguin. Penguins. Dot dot dot. Need I say more? Australia. I want to see a platypus. Antarctica. I want to. You see don't want to see a komodo? No, komodo dragons. Are Indonesia. They'll kill you. They're in Indonesia. <laughs> I want to hug a dragon. No, those are two 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 animals I think are the coolest animals in the world. The platypus and the penguin. Okay. Don't ask me why. They just are. Unless of course I can, you know, put a saddle on an ostrich. But then that's that's a total different story. Uh, so if you were 8 again, maybe. 
So if someone you were if you were somewhere yeah. and someone said we've got saddles and we'll put one on that ostrich yeah. so that you can ride it. And you're I gonna go, eight? No, I'm not eight. Well, no, because we're too big now. Says who? The poor ostrich who looks at us and says, no. Not on my back, fatty. (laughs) (laughs) No. I would. No. Well, if it was proportionally sized, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How do we get to ostriches from penguins and friggin' Because they're birds. uh, They're both flightless birds. Right. See? That's how my mind works, buddy. Okay. Uh, Why do you like penguins so much? I just think they're cool. Okay. There's different types and the way they hop around and they're swimming like in the water. How they're just like torpedoes. And When you think about penguins, do you think about them in Morgan Freeman's voice? No. No? No. Should I? The March of the Penguins, a movie a couple of years ago. Oh, is that Morgan Freeman's yeah. voice? That was Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I saw a meme the other day. I've seen so it did many have me penguin think- ones. I saw a meme the other day. It did have me thinking. It's like, if Morgan Freeman wasn't available... Who would you have narrate your life? And I'm like, damn, who would I? James Earl Jones. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart together. <laughs> oh, they're them cooking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, James Earl Jones would be a good one. Yeah. Speaking of James Earl Jones, I know we're digressing. This totally isn't on a thing. Did you watch the baseball game the other, the other no, night? No, there was the, a Field of Dreams yeah, game so or something. So... Anybody who's anybody who's been around for the last forty years knows about the movie The Field of Dreams. Kevin, Kevin Costner, Costner, based yeah. on um, the uh, Red Sox, Red Sox, Black Sox, Chicago. I'm trying to think of the guy's name who wrote the book. Kinsella, who wrote the oh, book right. about it was a fictionalized version of something that happened in the 80s from the 1917. Shoeless Joe Jackson. Shoeless Joe Jackson. That when they kind of threw the World Series betting scam, all yeah. that. I forget all the details, but there's a, a, a movie back in the eighties called Eight Men Out that was about it as well, um, with Charlie Sheen and some 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 of the other actors back then. But anyway, The Field of Dreams was a movie. It was filmed in Iowa in 1988. The farm it was filmed at when Hollywood left, the farm's like, no, 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 don't put the cornfield back, leave it. And turned it into a tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. So in 2015 or 2016, I was down that way for an event on the Mississippi called Floatzilla, which is a world record attempt to get as many paddlecraft as they can in one event, in one picture. Um, they've never gotten it. They've come, haven't even come close, but they still do it and you get thousands, four, five or six thousand people out. It, it was a great day. Um, went to the Iowa State Fair, ate a lot of stuff on a stick, and then I went to the, bi- the business thing I had arranged on the Monday, um, nearby. And the guy I'm talking to was like, yeah, yeah, well, this is, you know, because we're waiting on something. And he's like, yeah, yeah, my house is nearby, blah, 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 blah. He goes, yeah, it's just down the road from the Field of Dreams. And I literally said, say what now? <laughs> I'm not a big baseball fan, but I'm a big pop culture fan. Yeah. Loved that movie. Had, had, read part of the book at that point not the whole book um and he's like yeah where they filmed the movie i'm like that's like right here he's like yeah he goes, you want me to take you there i'm like hell yeah so after our meeting with the you know his his uh his bosses and that the reason i was there um we went out to the field of dreams and there's a cool personal connection is that while the back in the late 80s while the movie was getting filmed he was dating the daughter of the farmer who whose house it's on, and while we're there, the mom comes out, and she's like, Carl Avalos, that you, boy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 
<laughs> like, am I in a movie right now? <laughs> and, you know, off to the left, yeah. <laughs> off to the left is like the the baseball thing and all that. A little like stand off to the right, selling souvenirs and stuff. He went and talked to the mom for a bit, and um, you got pictures in the. So corn. we got pictures, pictures uh, out on the field and that. We're standing at home plate, and I'm just like, I knew what I wanted to do, but of course I'm there on business and stuff. And he's like. You want a picture? You're coming out of the corn? I'm like, oh, do I? <laughs> you know, so I went into the corn. Cause it was late August, so the corn's at, like, max uh, height, and I was, like, six, seven feet high. Um, and I ran the bases and all that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool to see. So the Major League Baseball is just a promotion thing. I don't think there was – it was supposed to happen in 19, 2019, then it got delayed because 19 would have been the – 40th anniversary, I guess, because it came out, the movie came out in 89. Right. Um, and then it got delayed for whatever reason. And then 2020, the pandemic. Um, so they, they, they built an 8,000 seat stadium next to the smaller stadium, um, baseball field and had, uh, the, uh, Yankees play the White Sox. Um, and it was really well done. Uh, as one friend, friend of mine said, it was gimmicky, but I'm like, it That's was cool, so though. gimmicky. It was, one it was of, uh... awesome. It was a one one time thing. Yeah, Kevin Costner comes out of the field and he's like looking up at the stands and you know, and then all the players when they were ready to play, they all came out of the uh, out of the corn. Sorry, not out of the stands, out of the corn. It was so well done. It was it it, it did it, um, but just because I had an emotional connection to it, it did make me a little verklempt, I must say. Um, and it's probably like the first baseball game I've actually watched in God knows how long. Yeah, because a guy's dad who who came out of the corn. At the end. That was Kinsella, wasn't it? In the movie. Oh, maybe. Was that not the guy, the the, the, the main guy? It was his dad that came out at the end because he wanted know, to play I catch. Seen, I haven't seen the movie in ages. But that was Kinsella the whole thing. was his yeah, last play, name, yeah. Yeah. And they came out and they played catch. So anyway, James Earl Jones was a big part of that movie. Yeah. Because he played a reporter Porter. who Kevin Costner's character was trying to Convince, convince that this was happening or something. Yeah. It was kind of a. And then at the end, James Earl Jones goes into the corn with the. That's right. With the ghost players, right? And now that we've and ruined the movie, <laughs> the movie, if you haven't seen it, you got all these canoe people and paddle people, but be like, oh, I'm going to watch a baseball movie now. And then Sean, walk, walk. If you haven't been watched that movie in the last forty years, <laughs> right? Spoiler alert. <laughs> So I, was I, I picked up the book again recently to start reading it. So, I'm, but I don't know, a couple of chapters in, and then I, I just saw this like last weekend. I'm like, they're doing what? So it's uh, made sure to set my PVR, and I was home for most of it. So it was uh, like I said, it was really well done. It was gimmicky as all get out, but Major League Baseball certainly did do a good job of honoring the book and the movie. And cool, you know, it uh, it had a substantial cheese factor, but not too. Not like Wisconsin cheese, you know, little little less cheesy little than Wisconsin, less cheesy, <laughs> but just as much beer. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that is right. a digress so, from who's narrating our lives. So on on to your third choice of where you would like to uh, kayak in the world, Iowa, <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> I've, well, I've kayaked Iowa in the um, Sea of Corn. Yeah, um, New York City. Um, do a circumnavigation in Manhattan. You were supposed to do that. 2019, 2019. Uh, before I went to Nova Scotia. Um, so for a number of years, for quite a number of years, uh, in the tens or dozens of years, there's been a, uh, an annual event, the Jerry, Black, Bla Jerry Blackstone Memorial Manhattan Circumnavigation. 
and it's right around 28 miles. Um, it usually departs from, depending on how many people, because normal years they have over 100 people doing it. So they have two launch spots on the Hudson River, one in Jersey, one in Manhattan, and they converge at some point. And you go down, or you go up river, because they have to time it with the tides. Right. Right. Um, so like the time I was supposed to do it in 2019, like we were launching at like 20 after five in the morning or five 30 in the morning, or we had to be there that early, I think. Cause you want to time it with the tide so that you're never going against the tide. Right. Cause the rivers there are still very tidal and busy. So you'd go up the Hudson down the Harlem river. So, uh, between Harlem and, um, Manhattan and, is it the Bronx up there? Queens. No, Queens. no, no. Queens is over on Staten Island. Bronx. The Bronx. Because you go past the Yankee Stadium. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yankee Stadium. What's the other New York ball team? New York Giants. One of the stadiums. Must be Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium in the Bronx? I think so. I'm not a big baseball fan. The last 10 minutes of Paddling Ventures Radio Show has just been about baseball. Oh, it's been <laughs> but, about a movie. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, as you pass the Harlem River, up to the left, the uh, west side, you can see the Yankee Stadium. <laughs> I've seen pictures. I've looked at it on the map, on the googly Google. Um, and then you go down the East River, um, and then you come around the tip of uh, Manhattan back up the uh, Hudson River to wherever you put in. So that I'd like to do. So that just went, that was supposed to go this weekend. It was supposed to go on Saturday, but they delayed it a day because of weather and they went on Sunday. And because of COVID, they kept the numbers low. They just did 47 people this year. Um, the year I was supposed to do in 2019, the reason I didn't do it, on the Wednesday it got canceled because the forecast was supposed to be like 42 or 43 degrees or something, well over 100 degrees. Yeah, the heat and was... And with that many people in the water and they have a safety boat along and stuff and it's well organized. They've done this rodeo quite a number of times, but with that heat and like, like it was the kind of heat where like people without AC in their homes are like dying and stuff. So yeah. they just decided to pull the plug on it that year. Um well, and then they just uh, deferred our they deferred our uh, entry fee to 2020, and then you know, pandemic. So one day I'll get down there to do it. 2027. <laughs> <laughs> Sean with the positivity. All well, right. here's here's to you getting there, Alan. There we go. Speaking of me being there and you not, and I'm not talking about Lake Superior. What's number four on your list? Everglades. Nice. Uh, paddle with the manatees. Right. Of course. I w- I'd like to go, because we've been watching a lot of these National Geographic Earth things. Right. And just to check out the ecosystems, and they talk about these mangrove swamps and mm-hmm. tunnels and, and the wetlands and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, checking out the wildlife, yes, even the snakes and the alligators, as long as they're practicing their social distancing. And crocodiles, too. And crocodiles. Well, the last American time I was crocodiles. down there, last time I was down there, right, right where the Everglades... The southern end of Everglades National Park, right where it meets the ocean. So it's salt water, it's brackish. There's crocodiles there as yeah. well. And I'd seen what I thought was an alligator resting up on the banks. And one of the park rangers like, oh, no, that's that's a crocodile. And so many people were like, that's not crocodiles in Florida. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, you can tell the difference because one you'll see later and one you'll see in a while. God. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, oh, oh. I'm here till Thursday. So anyway, the park—I'll believe the park ranger over a Facebook uh, troll any day. So yeah, um, 
Yeah, I've paddled the, uh, the the Everglades several times on the West Coast and the East Coast. John and I were going to a couple of winters ago, and then as John's plans do, they changed. I forget why we canceled that particular trip. But there's a, there's a paddle route through the southern Everglades that goes from west to east or east to west. And um, sometimes you're camping on what's called chickies, which are like raised on stilts, tent yeah. platforms and stuff. And other times you're on land and that. So it uh, it's like a five or six day trip through. And you got to be pretty mm-hmm. prepared because like there's nothing. Once you get away from the so start, you got to bring your water and everything, you got to bring right? all your water for that length of time. Yeah. Um, That'd be neat to do, though. If, if you oh, could totally prepare to properly yeah. everything, that'd be... Yeah. And, of course, the manatees. I've paddled with the manatees four or five times now, and they're just... It's just amazing. Me and John, on his birthday in 2019, where he was down there with Jan, he yeah. talked about that on his uh, recent podcast. Didn't mention me. I should mention that. Uh, um, way to go, John. Yeah, John. John Van uh, Berg, are you in the bad books? Jerk. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we paddled them, and, like, he had a sticker on the back of his uh, kayak, or maybe it was like the the manufactured label. But the manatee was like up, like nuzzling at it, like "What's this thing?" You know, and um, it was one of the highlights of his uh, of his birthday. I think was getting to paddle with the manatees, and it's always been a highlight when I've paddled with the manatees. They're just kind of really cool to see in that. So, yeah. so I'm sure you'll just go. That'd be cool over. for that. Yeah, it's uh, Florida has some eh parts. As long as you stay away from Orlando and, like, if you don't like the whole South Beach vibe and that. But there's some really cool parts of Florida to paddle and stuff. So. Yeah, I'm not a let's go to Florida, go to Disneyland no, and God all that no. sort of. No. You know, if I could go out and see the space shuttle take off, which isn't happening anymore, that'd be one thing. But, no, I'm going down there to I do tried some paddling. And- I was there three days in a row. got scrubbed every day. <laughs> day four, d- d- after the third time, I'm like, okay, well, I better get going back up home. And then when I was coming through, I just crossed the border from kentucky into ohio coming through cincinnati and i got a text from my brother like on day five now because i was there three days in a row he's like blast off i'm just like shit <laughs> i'm driving so, back and that was like the, what bike. was it the eighth last one it was there's seven that took off after that one so that was a long time ago nine or ten yeah. years ago so yeah oh speaking of Florida, though cool. uh speaking of richard branson right he's having a contest where you can win a flight up no. Well, they bring you back. <laughs> you know I'm claustrophobic, right? And? They lock you in that thing. There's a million pounds of jet fuel under your butt or however those things work. No, I think this thing drops you from a plane. and then- oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's getting better. You're, you're not in marketing, are you? <laughs> you're not selling this one. Picture Chuck Yeager. Where they drop him out from the bottom of a plane and off you go. He was 22 and he didn't know better. So you're how old? You still don't know better. That's true. That's very See? true. 48 and a half. So should I put you down as my co-winner? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So what's uh, he doing? You can win a contest? Yeah, he's got a contest going with some other company or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can win a flight up. Wow. On one of the, one of the trips up okay. to do basically do exactly what he did. Hmm. And he, he gives you a tour beforehand. You come down, you meet him. He gives you right. a big tour. I got to think he's going with you, right? Well, I went the other so, week. He yeah. went on the first one. Yeah. Right? So, I went to space with Richard Branson. Sir Richard Branson. Yeah, Sir Richard Sir Richard Branson. I'd rather just hang out at his island, Necker, in Bahamas. 
Can we just do that? Can we just, yeah. Can we just do Let's that? Just, can we just fake it like the moon landing? <laughs> you see, they want, they're, they're trying to get people, four people to go live in a fake Mars colony. There is a TV show, I think, on Crave about the exact same thing, and they're all a bunch of goofs. Are they? <laughs> well, they want, like, scientists or pilots or... Is Derek a scientist? Because he did, like, nuclear stuff in the Navy, didn't he? I think so. I don't know if he'd count. But he got to have, like, nuclear power up there. So he would Well, what, did, what, what it is, is they've set up, a, I guess, a habitat at Johnson Space Center in Texas, and you have to live there as if, like, you're living on Mars for Let's a year. Let's send Derek. Let's send Derek. He can go to the moon and paddle the Sea of Tranquility. There we go. No, Mars, not the moon. <laughs> Whatever. He's got to start right. somewhere. Small steps. My turn? Uh, yeah, what's your next one? All right. All the illegal European canals you guys talked about a couple weeks ago. Venice, Amsterdam. Oh, yeah, the ones you're not allowed to. Bruges, Brussels. You've know, you got to have permits or not allowed yeah, to. Yeah, there's a lot that you don't need permits for. There's a lot of wild canals in that all through through mm-hmm. Europe. Um, and even some of the, the Venetian ones, um, you can at different times. And yeah. Stuff. Just the main canal during like certain hours. Or the main canal all the time, but other canals during certain hours and stuff. It's just bringing me back to urban paddling and that. And it's just, I don't know, it'd just be kind of cool. It'd be cool just to paddle from place to place. And you guys talked about like doing like a paddle beer trip or something. It's like yeah. if there's ever going to be something like that, it's going to be over right there. there. Um, but even see that like just paddling and seeing the history oh, t- totally, of all these right? places, right? Um, and just the way some of the canals have been formed in like Brussels and Netherlands and that for irrigation and that. And like the towns are in the middle of this like wheel and there's canals all around them. And it, uh, I think it would be pretty cool to check that check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, near well, yeah, it'd be Netherlands again. There's one canal where I think it's Rotterdam where they build like cruise ships and that, but it's like inland, like 20 miles. So they bring oh, yeah? these big cruise ships out through these canals. So it'd be cool just paddling along, and all of a sudden there's like a Disney cruise ship or something <laughs> like that. Be fun, yes. Uh-oh. I don't know. It'd just be kind of cool, right? Yeah. So, and it's accessible, well, I mean, right? Like it's accessible, but you know. As long as you, you figure out the legalities about which ones you can and can't do. And, and times. And at what time. And just figure out the cost of a fine, whether or not it was worth it or not. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, beg for forgiveness later. Right. You know. Yeah. That'd be awesome. $50 fine, but I got a day on the Venetian Canal. It's worth it. That might be worth the price of admission. Yeah, it'd be worth 50 bucks. <laughs> uh, my last one, Costa Rica. Yes. Damas Island near Manuel Antonia National Park. Uh, you paddle through narrow waterways in a maze of mangroves, looking for capuchin monkeys, iguanas, and sloths. You can go to uh, Arenal, Arenal uh, Volcano. Right, that'd be cool. And again, you get the parrots, you get the monkeys, and, and a lot of wildlife. You get jungle, all that sort of stuff. Uh, that'd be a really cool place to paddle. So Sorry. for anybody who doesn't know what a capuchin monkey looks like, and you remember the first Two seasons of Friends. Yeah. The kind of monkey Ross had as a thing. And Maurice. it's also the, the monkey from Outbreak. Oh. Right? Maurice the monkey. The the movie Outbreak with yeah. Dustin Hoffman and that. Yeah. That was the kind of monkeys that were on that movie, if I recall correctly. Uh, what was the name of that monkey? The lady in Toronto. Ikea. Oh. The Ikea but he was a capuchin, was he not? I think so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, the seeing Ikea these things monkey. in the wild, right? Because who, growing up, didn't want a monkey? Everybody wanted a monkey. I Everybody. wanted an orangutan. You know why oh. I wanted an orangutan? 
Clint Eastwood movies. Right turn, Clyde. Right turn, Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're the same that, age. Uh, <laughs> Every which way but loose. Every which way but loose. There are th- uh, every there which way you four can. Of them or something, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Darwin. Uh, Darwin was the Darwin uh, the monkey. Darwin was the IKEA monkey. Yeah, she dressed him up in a coat and yeah. got got him taken away. That's some. So yeah, Costa Rica. That would be my final place to go uh, kayaking. That'd be cool. That's um, Costa Rica's. I know Marissa. She's been there on a, a, a yoga a yoga retreat, and, uh, surfing. Yeah, yeah. So she she did some stand up paddleboarding there. She also did surfing there. My friend Patty and her family they did some surfing there. Um, it's a place. A lot of those like people that like they're ski bums in the winter and then they go to Costa Rica. I think it's like accessible and it's affordable. Yeah, from what I've heard. Um, but yeah, it, it looks gorgeous. I'd love to go there. That's my last spot. So, and my last. Lake Baikal in Russia. Mm. Largest lake by volume on the planet. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's funny. It's, I've, I've heard of it for, you know, a hundred years, like anybody, and, um, have never put a lot, a lot of thought into it before, but recently, and I was looking for their Instagram page and I can't find it. There, there's a couple that have been chronicling their, uh, recent in the last year or two circumnavigation of it. And it's quite wide. It's, it's not that wide. It's 81 kilometers wide, but it's wide, but about 660 kilometers long. So that's what about, uh, 400 miles by 50 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's deep, it's cold. You get the big freshwater surge, sturgeon where you get the uh, caviar from in that there. Um, when I just, when I got here tonight, I just Googled like kayak by call to see if I could find that, uh, the page, these people, just some stunning imagery. Um, but this, uh, tour group, uh, tour webpage comes up and it's, um, this voyage is especially for those who seek seclusion from all civilization and entire immersion in nature. Okay. Perfect. Sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Especially after all that urban stuff I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just paddle so, right through Europe, yeah, straight over to Russia. I think that'd be kind of cool. And, and I know Sean said just do five, but I did a couple of bonus. Oh, ones and I too. added one to your bonus. You did too. a bonus one, considering so, what your bonuses are. My bonus number one, which is, I guess would be number six, would be that the fountain at the Bellagio in, in Vegas. Vegas at night when the music's going and the fountains are going and Michael the Bublé, lights, Michael fireworks, Bublé's playing live or something. You know? And there's Alan paddling, <laughs> there's me paddling <laughs> doing a couple of rolls. You know, whatever, or having yeah. some friends there a bunch of friends doing some uh, uh, you know roles just or tell whatever. them it's for charity they'll be good with it yeah you know it's oh, like, we're doing that for like, charity like seriously like what's security yeah. going to do are they waiting out to get us like we, we're really you're in there as long as you can be in there until you really have to get out when like the SWAT team's like you start seeing red red dots on your chest or something right? <laughs> which brings us to number seven where you probably will have red dots on your chest um Washington Mall, the reflecting pool in between Lincoln and the Washington Monument. There you go. That'd <laughs> just be kind of cool. That's like, I don't know, half a kilometer long or something, 100 meters wide. In the news this week, Ellen Drummond, yeah. arrested, arrested again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> again, what's the fine and is it worth the price of admission? Right. Now. And then Sean added, because Sean is Sean. And I'm thinking about these places. Right. What about the Taj Mahal? You go it? big, go big. And you're well. already over paddling Europe. So you might as well make a little detour. To India? Yeah. To the Taj Mahal. Because I'm in Europe? Yeah. That's like saying you're in Toronto and you're going to go to Mexico City for tacos because and? it's convenient. 
Oh, I didn't say it was convenient, okay, right. but India's closer to no, Europe yeah, than Canada. Yeah. I know none of these are like any big paddles or anything, but I just think it'd be pretty damn cool if to get, get the picture for the gram. <laughs> I did a thing. I got the, arrested. Yeah, sitting in the middle of the reflecting pool with the Secret Service running through the 18-inch deep water to get you. You got to take somebody with you. And here's a picture of Alan with the Secret Service <laughs> kneeing on his back, <laughs> handcuffing him. This is awesome. <laughs> There's yeah, Alan so. waving at the window as he's hauled away in the in the prison truck. Yeah. <laughs> and if I get away with that, just paddling up and down the Potomac in front of Washington, in front of the monuments would be pretty cool. In front of the uh, the tidal basin, in front of Jefferson and that, yeah, it'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So those are our places that we would love to go kayaking if money, time, and everything else. Legalities. Legalities and permits didn't matter. <laughs> so... What's up next, Sean? Or rather, what's not up? What's not up? <laughs> there seems to be something going on with planes versus watercraft. Like like a battle? Airplanes. Like like 1942, the old arcade game? Oh, I haven't played that. Years. <laughs> right? I like the original like, wow. arcade game you can spend hours on. Actually, Ariana, my daughter, has got a video game she was playing. She says, I'm enjoying this game. And I swear it's like one of those games from the mid-90s we used to play. Right, right, right. And I'm just like, you know, because you walk up to something and a little window opens and you got to start reading. Oh, God. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. I hated those. Old is new again? Yeah. Oh, I'm good at this stuff. <laughs> Says the guy that to my right has an original Nintendo Entertainment System, not more than five feet from me. And there's an original Xbox. There's an original Sega Genesis. <laughs> uh, my dad... Still has the Commodore 64. Wow. We had the Vic 20. Uh, that was our first home computer. Vic 20. Vic 20. We had a Trash 80, a TRS 80 from Radio Shack. Wow. That was our first computer in the house. That's awesome. Anyway, and now, what's you up? know how old we are. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, <clears throat> this past weekend, right. two people out for paddle, Six Mile Lake, narrowly avoided being injured in a float plane, struck the canoe they were in. What was the canoe doing on the runway? It wasn't. It was a float plane. It was floating around Trans-Canada Bay around 2.30 in the afternoon, and a small float plane approached, and the two paddlers jumped in the water as the plane struck and destroyed their canoe. Witnesses uh, and the pilot of the plane assisted the two people. No injuries reported. Uh, Southern Georgian Bay OPP Marine Unit are investigating the incident with Transport Canada. Right. No charges have been laid yet. No, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that for for a time because they're going to be seeing. They want to find they, out. They what would exactly interview they the, the the canoeists. They want to see where they were coming from, what where they were going. They're mm-hmm. going to interview well, the pilot. Well, because we we had talked earlier when we when my brother and I years ago were up on uh, out of Tomogamy, mm-hmm. um, the town. We we're in a motorboat and we're zipping straight down, and that main mm-hmm. way is the runway for the float planes that come yep. in. And sure enough, we're looking ahead and this float plane's coming at us. So we veered way over like to get out of its mm-hmm. way. And yeah, it landed just right down. Yep. Uh, so it could be something like that, right? People just didn't realize where they were. However, August 4th of this year, a small plane taking off from a gravel bar hit a woman kayaking on the Willamette River in near Dayton, Oregon. So there, I guess, you know, those planes 
just big fat wheels. They yeah. land on these gravel bars. Yeah, you bars. see them up in Alaska and Utah. Yeah, very. They can they can basically float to a stop and just yeah. drop like the last five feet straight <laughs> down and taking off in like twenty feet, whatever. Uh, don't count. Don't quote me on those distances, but um, yeah, they they these planes need nothing to take off and land, sort of thing. And uh, there was a kayak there, and the the wheels hit the kayak, and they think it hit, hit the woman. Um, and it's still under investigation. The pilot returned immediately and is cooperating with police again. He says, pilots often land on gravel bars in the area, and the pilot involved in the incident has done it dozens of times. Could have just been a fluke. Could have just been the woman wasn't paying attention and paddled well, through. So I've paddled when I've seen float planes coming and going in that. Um so Snug Harbor, Georgian Bay is probably, if it's not the busiest sea kayak kind of inlet and outlet for sea kayaks, it's definitely up there on Georgian Bay. When me and my friend Bernie were up there a couple of weeks ago, um, made a long week, the Monday late, we made a long weekend, you know, we're getting ready to launch or the seaplane took off and stuff. Um, we didn't see it land, so I don't know what the procedures are for landing or that. And same with when I was at my Cape friend Kate's uh, near Perry Sound as well um, we saw another float plane taking off and he taxied for quite a bit away from his cottage to take off again didn't see him land but I know on Toronto Island um, I've seen seaplanes land in the Toronto Harbor and they generally they do a loop to make sure that their their clear. runway is clear um, so who knows if these guys up in Six Mile Lake and that if they did that or not mm-hmm. when they're coming in for a landing um, the Oregon one, was that taking off or landing? Taking off. Taking off. So he obviously didn't check what was going on in front of him close enough, I guess. Um, yeah. And same with the paddlers. Like, you hear a float plane. Because they're like the angriest mosquito you've ever <laughs> heard, right? <laughs> um, you know, if you're paddling somewhere where there might be, and that's kind of anywhere, especially some of these bigger lakes and that now, Muskoka or Georgian Bay or Seattle or wherever the hell you are, it's like, you hear a plane like yeah you look can't up, miss it check it out so like this canoeist may have just launched from the the cottage and was going across to somebody else's cottage or an island or something just paddling along and this guy had maybe he had done his circle already and was coming back around to land because the canoe wasn't there mm-hmm. 90 seconds ago and now it is i don't know at the uh, transport camp well they're all the still investigating that, that and then so uh, it's unfortunate horribly yeah. unfortunate but july last year there was a 12-year-old boy was struck by a seaplane right. uh, while kayaking near, uh, just north of uh, Manawaki, Quebec. Uh, suffered serious head injuries, and I didn't find out any more about that. But uh says, yeah, the pilot was performing a maneuver on the body of water and attempted to land, didn't see the kayak. Yeah. Right? Um, but the only other one after those three within the last year, 1994. Yeah. There was... Uh, Float plane was coming in. I got to think it was parent, kid, kid, parent in a canoe. But the two yeah. pontoons hit the two adults in the boat. But that was way back to 94. Yeah. So it's obviously not something that happens too often. Very often. It just seems so. to be twice yeah. this month or in the past two weeks. Yeah. And then once this time last year. So, yeah, when you're out near, uh, whether you're in a kayak, canoe, whatever, keep an eye up as well as what's coming on the water. 
So maybe that speaks to too, just the amount of new people that are on the water, the amount of new people that are doing different recreation things, you mm -hmm. know, the amount of people who are, I don't know who, if these guys are landing on water, they're obviously got some experience as pilots because you don't, can't just like go buy a start. plane and start doing it. My brother's going through, um, pilot training now and he's, he's been going through, he's doing it part time because he's, he's, he has a nine to five. Um, but, uh, yeah, it takes quite a while. And then mm -hmm. for anything else, you need other designations and all that stuff. So for float plane, I mean, you got to be doing it for quite some time. So yeah, it, uh, yeah, unfortunate, but I don't think it's something we have to worry about too much. But again, like you said, something to keep in mind. Keep the peepers open. Keep the ears open. The ears, the yep. peepers, peepers. Uh, last thing I got here. What do you, you mean you got? Don't don't you take credit for this one? No, no. The last thing I got on my list. Okay. The last thing I got here, <laughs> you sent me. I did. <sighs> Just let me finish. Oh my god! Give me credit. Uh, the bike raft guide. You sent me a link to the bike bikeraftguide.com. and this is a resource for bike rafting. It is, or pack rafting, as it's sometimes called. Pack rafting, yeah. yeah. Um. So the bike rafting is, they're specifically doing it with bikes. So no hiking, just biking and, and, uh, with the, uh, pack rafts. Right. Right. So you go to the, you go to, go to the bike raft com. It's a resource for bike rafting. There's a community forum, mm -hmm. uh, bike raft guide podcast. I think they got five episodes now. Uh, what number is this? What number are we at? 288. 288? Yeah. So they got a long way to catch up. Uh, there's the Bike Raft Guide newsletter you can sign up for. Links to Bike Raft Guide Instagram page, Facebook, Twitter, all that sort of stuff. Bike Rafting 101 article, and that was on Gear Junkie. Uh, I think that's the article that brought pack rafting and, and bike rafting to our attention uh, a right. couple years back. There's a thing about the history of bike rafting, the adventures, how-to, and bike rafting news. Uh, what do they got? Uh, Be inspired, the pirates of bike rafting. Follow the tall tales and wild adventure stories written by the people who define this sport. Doom. He seems to be the big guy behind all this. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, just one of the Doom. titles here. Um, I know, I know I'm totally pronouncing it. It, 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 it uh, looks to be like a, uh, indigenous American, um, named Dazal Ta Youth Bike Pack Series, A Ride with Doom. I'm yeah. Like, okay. Um, and it's like, it was a quiet, dusty drive up the Moki Dugway. I've driven up that road. That's a switchback after switchback after switchback in Southern Utah. So I can't imagine biking up that. Anyway. Yeah. It's, uh, got some neat visuals and. Lots of info. Holy cow. Yeah, the histories, the anal, anals of bike rafting. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I saw that, and I knew you were going to mispronounce it, but I just let you. Well, that's what it is. The annals. No, it's the annals. A-N-N-A-L. It's annals. Really? Yeah. I don't think, I don't think. Anal actually... is spelled with one N. As well, in they, your apparently they're pronouncing it wrong. The anyway, annals of bike, like the... Bike the, rafting. The story of. Yes. The history of. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with pulling it. The only thing I'd have to do with <laughs> anal is you pulling that out of your ass. 
deep dive into Adventure <laughs> That's what they wrote, okay? <laughs> You're just taking this too far south. You buddy. said anal. You brought it up. Uh, Has that word ever been said on this podcast before? About episodes? 18 times now. Yeah. <laughs> we, chron- we chronicle bike rafting's oldest missions with photos and interviews from Roman's first hell biking missions in the 80s to the Lost Coast tours of the 90s to Doom's dastardly desert adventures of the 2000s and beyond. Uh, there's funny because you, did you watch the video? I haven't yet. No, well, a little it's video kind of there. playing in the background. There, and basically they're talking right about yet. it and they're saying, would you go with Doom? Oh, I'd go with him again. And they got this guy keeps putting on, oh yeah, Doom, he's a this and he's a that and I wouldn't try some all the, that's Doom. <laughs> 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 he's saying it about himself, right? That's funny. Uh, then there's the how to reimagine your adventures. So it's a book that you can buy this this guide. Yep, right. Uh, but there's a lot of vid- videos on the site as well that you can click and link. The website is sold, currently sold out of the bike raft guidebook, but it lists retailers where you can buy it um, while they wait for their second printing to come in, and then you can buy it from the website again. So yeah, I think I just can't. I forget where it came across this. Somebody posted something on Facebook or Instagram or something. I took a quick look at it and. I know you, you and Derek have both talked about it several mm-hmm. times. I remember us talking to the Cocapelli guys at the uh, Canoe Copy and that. And it, it's definitely intriguing. It's not something I think there's much of we can do out here with the type of no. rivers we have in Ontario. But, um, you know, these guys are in Utah and New Mexico and stuff. And I imagine in the Southeast America where there's a lot, lot little more white water in that, probably be able to do it. But definitely um, looks pretty cool. The pack rafting you could do here with the hiking. Like if you, if you yeah. want to hike and you're camping beside a lake one day, one you know you're you're, you're going to pack uh, camp beside a lake for the evening. Right. Then you whip out the pack raft and you zip out in the lake for an evening paddle. Then you go back to camp, roll it all back up, and the next day you start hiking yeah. again, right? Because they're 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 not very big. They they go really small. They do. They're yeah. really lightweight. Um, but yeah, when they're doing these bike rafting trips where they, you know, they're biking for, you know, two or three days and then they taking these big whitewater routes and everything back, we don't really have anything, I think, around here in, in no. Ontario to do that sort of thing. Not that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Say Maybe there's sections of some rivers, the French or the Ottawa yeah. or something, but. But you're not doing like a week long, two week long no. trip, no. that sort of thing, so. But, uh, yeah. Are these, yeah. Guys, are these guys doing that kind of trip or are they just out for the weekend? I don't know. No, I think some of them are, are pretty long trips really? that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, but it, it's pretty cool to watch some of this stuff and just to, like you say, take the back wheel off your bike and yeah. front wheel off your bike and stack it all on the front of this raft and jump in and Bob's back you go to your car for the next yeah. couple of days paddling these, these waterways, right? So, um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. So check out the bike raft guide.com uh and that's all i have on the list you got anything else alan i don't got really? my canal root root canal speaking of canals anals canals canals well root, can, canals root, we're going to paddle canal. european canal european canals. you said yeah. anal i said anal we said annals so now annals, I'm a root the canal. annals of bike rafting um, no, nothing big planned. A um, couple of trips that were supposed to go to Georgian Bay, but those keep getting for whatever reason. Um, so just going day by day right now. Right. Working when I can. Getting root canals when I'm not. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Car- we uh, had car issues last week. That sucked. I had to get a new alternator in the Outback. Ooh. So, yeah. Uh, that really sucks. Yeah, it wasn't broken down or anything. It kind of saw it coming with the light on the dash and stuff and started doing some preactive looking into it and had it towed over to the guy who takes care of me. And he's like, ah, it's going to be between five and 700 bucks. I'm just like, ah. Ended up being right around 600 and that was with an extra $100 belt that he had to put on when he saw how cracked my belt was. So so if I didn't need that new belt, it would have been at the low end of his estimate, which is good. But, but anyway, yeah, so... Yeah, some days happens. It. Life yeah. of owning a vehicle. Yeah. Unfortunately. Not quite. Yeah. All right. No, I got nothing. Uh, and yeah, I'm just planning our, our trip to Tomogamy, which the route has totally changed uh, um, for us because we've been invited to uh, attend a changing of the seasons ceremony at the uh, the end of our trip, so... Yeah. A 10 day changing of the seasons? No, at the end of our 10 day trip. Oh, at the end of your 10 day yeah. trip. Okay. Changing so we trip. were supposed to start at the north end, come south and back north. Right. Well, now we've got to do it sort of bass backwards. Right. Right. So, but it involves an eight hour drive. Ass backwards? Bass backwards. So would that be anal backwards? Nah. <laughs> no, that's Lana. That's <laughs> All right. I dated Lana once. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alan Drummond, Kingdom Outdoor Products. Uh, I can never remember. Is that CA? Yep. KingdomOutdoor.ca. Kingdom Outdoor Products on Facebook. Kingdom Outdoor on Instagram. And Allocation Allocation on Instagram. A-L-C-A-T-I-O-N, which is where I post most of my stuff when I should be doing it to my business page, but I do it more to my fun page. So follow where you want to follow me. I do the same. I got the Paddling Adventures radio stuff right. I paddle, and then I got my goofy stuff I paddle on my own. Right. And, uh, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Alan. Thanks for Thanks me. for uh, stepping in for Derek again while he's at that nudist colony. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. There's a new one you're saying now. iHeartRadio? Podbean. Podbean? No, I've been saying that That's one forever. That's been around for a while? Yeah. I know it's been a while ago, and I keep in and ask you about it. I never heard that It's one. like coffee beans, but different. Right. Soya Are beans. people still having trouble with the Apple? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Because I can't, if I just go into my podcast in Apple, I can't see it. But if I click on your Apple link that you do every Thursday when you upload it to Facebook, it pulls up on Apple, no problem. Really? Which is weird. And then I can go back to it. Yeah, because yeah, I had a couple of people say yeah. they had issues. And I, I checked it on my laptop. I checked it on my... I don't know if that's a me thing or a you thing or a them nah, thing. It's, it's got to be a you thing. Probably. Uh, yeah, no, we had, the, we had the iTunes issue. Well, yeah, Apple. Which, well, there's the Apple Podcasts and there's the iTunes. The and you can thing? get the... Yeah, apparently it's different. Okay. Or they well, do whatever. different things. Go to iHeartRadio and Spotify. Thanks for having me. Finish your script that I just interrupted you (laughs) on. You can go to the episode page at Paddling Adventures Radio. (laughs) Sounds like one of those telemarketers now. (laughs) No, I want to clean your ducts. Uh, Go to the episode page at PaddlingAdventuresRadio.com. You can listen to all our episodes there. You can listen to them there or you can download them. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and fellow paddlers. Again, thanks, Alan Drummond from Outdoor Kingdom Outdoor Products. (laughs) 
We just went through Wow. That. We literally wow. just did that. Wow. I'm just getting this roll of everything I'm used to saying. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening this week. We'll listen to you next week. Will you? We will. <laughs> we will listen to everybody next week. You'll listen or? No, both. You'll listen. They'll listen They'll to listen. us. They'll listen. You can listen to us next week. You can listen to us this week. I'll listen to you guys all next week. So this is code for don't bug Sean in the middle of the script. <laughs> Later. Thanks, everybody, for listening this week. <laughs>